fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the cult divinity lost role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Black Madonna. It's available from Helmgast, and I am the Game Master. This is episode seven. The recap will be given by Holly Buto as her character, Petra Ziegler. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Holly? Thank you. The last several weeks have been some of the most disturbing in my life. It started with an award dinner from the German Authors Association. We caught up with Magda Orlova there, someone that none of us had seen in years. She wasn't well, and she spoke of strange dreams that had been plaguing her. That night, the sickness and the nightmares began, and a shadow has hung over us ever since. Magda is dead now, riddled with boils and buboes that could only be seen by us and one other physician. I fear that we will be suffering the same fate. Looking further into Magda revealed that she was involved with a group called the Slavic Association, and several other names associated with it came up as well. Kramer, Pagodin, Mahler, all dangerous men with shady dealings further evidenced by the attack on Dietrich's bookstore that had Heinz fleeing for the underground. We haven't heard from him in some time. We need to find out how to stop all of this. The others are focused on the mysticism and esoterica. John uh, Ingolf has been researching our dreams and drawing images of things and places unseen. John speaks of beings lurking in the shadows, pulling the strings to manipulate us all. The name Chigidiel was mentioned. Dietrich is looking into a spell that will hopefully reverse the effects of whatever the sickness is. Under any other circumstance, I'd be writing all of them off as insane. But the strangeness of this is undeniable. Dieter is one I have come to rely on, as I believe that the two of us are a little bit more firmly grounded in reality than the others. But his paranoia has gotten the better of him, and, like Heinz, he went underground. Regardless, I can't afford the luxury of distancing myself from this group. Even if I, we weren't sick, we are clearly in danger. Someone is probing into our personal affairs. I don't need anyone looking into what exactly is being imported and exported through my business. I've left Rolf to deal with the stock. He is at least reliable. We attended Magda's funeral. As much to pay respects as to try to gather more information about what's going on. While the service passed uneventfully to my eyes, Ingolf and Dietrich had some kind of vision of a priest dressed all in black, summoning a giant mechanical arm to reach through the dome of the church to lift Magda's body away. He called her a choice cut. Following a lead from a postcard we found in Magda's apartment, we located a man named Piotr at an asylum in Frankfurt on the Oder. We were told he was catatonic and had been for years, Odd, considering he had sent Magda a message, I have seen him, just a few weeks ago. He was unresponsive to us, but John managed to make some kind of connection with him, and P Piotr gave him a Russian nesting doll. Not sure how that was accomplished, as he found it in his hotel room later that night. We learned that Piotr and several children, including Philip Kramer, had been brought over from Russia years ago by a Dr. Tatlina, a woman we know had treated Magda in the past. I think it's time we pay her a visit and see what she can tell us. We all need to be watching our backs. It feels like 
the closer we get to answers, the more danger we place ourselves in. All right, excellent. So let's establish exactly where we are at the moment. Are we all, I, I know that some of you have been have recently visited uh, Dr. Schaefer at the Institute. Um, are we all in uh, uh, Frankfurt and order? Yes, because I, I, the doctor, Tatlina, is also there and we didn't want to leave without speaking with her. I'm sorry. Right. Um, Matt, so you, that's right. You found a cheap hotel <clears throat> to stay at. <clears throat> Tourist um, place. And we've well, separated for the night because the last thing that happened was that the Matryoshka reappeared. That's correct. Yeah, in the yeah, me standing in the door going, what the fuck? So after you sort of recover from the shock of seeing that doll there all of a sudden, um, you, uh, you all gather together, you know, to discuss the oddities of what's been going on. And uh, in the middle of your light conversation, uh, there is a knock at the door. I'm really, I'm really hoping it's not another doll come to see it. Is there like an eye hole? Yeah, there's an eye hole. You look out the eye hole and there's nobody there. I'll open the door. There's nobody there. Sure. You open the door and uh, standing inside the room looking out, there's nobody there but as swift as a shadow um someone comes around the corner of the the door and slips into the room and you realize that it's Dieter <laughs> where have you been I have been following my own lead time for it Dieter is dirty dusty scratched up in places uh but uh serious yeah serious in his actions as he enters such theatrics really necessary we've all been anxious enough i am not one for just standing still mm. well uh have you uncovered anything in your private investigations? Uh, I am following a lead. Uh, I may have found some information of a mystery man. I don't know too much about him, but uh, all I know is his uh, name is Alexi. And but how did you may... find this hotel? I have my ways. <laughs> Well, do your ways suggest that we should all move to another cheap hotel? If you can find us, then others can. I'm going to be quite honest. If this man who we'll call Alexi, uh, he was the one who I saw on the roof. I figured it out. And uh, if he can find us anywhere, I'm sure wherever we moved, he would find us. So uh, I don't think it makes a difference if we go from another hotel Okay, so yes, how do we stop this Alexi from killing us? Simple. Hi. 
Simple. I just try to get the upper hand and kill him myself. He's KGB, we could... isn't he? Sorry. I was going to say, or we could maybe go with what we were thinking before and actually pay the guy more to have him uh, help us with our immediate problem. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's former KGB, isn't he, Dieter? That's what I'd heard. Uh, yes, from what I know, yes. It's just... Dangerous, man. If he but... wanted us dead, we would have been dead. So why all of this... Cat and mouse. I'm with John. If we can just pay him to I am, pay him off. I'm afraid a man like this will not uh, take your bribe money. I am afraid. I know from experience. Finish the job kind of guy. Yes. And he will. Uh, and to answer your question on why has he not just kill, killing us, he uh, is on orders. Uh, as, as he is an ex-KGB agent, uh, people like that are told to respect and follow the orders to the T and not stand out of line. And most of those kind of men stick with that for the rest of their careers. So. I mean, what, what kind of order is, is shoot at us but not kill us? What was the point of that? Scare tactic. But I mean... If- if the whole point is just to kill us in the end, they're just playing with us? Is that what you're saying? If I was in his shoes, I would. The scare part was successful. If you want to send him a note congratulating him on a job well done. He's pretty much following a playbook from what I gathered, but I bribing won't work. Killing will work, but he's slippery. Well, I I know for sure that each of us has been marked for, you know, there's a contract on all of us. So if it comes down to it, we're just going to have to kill him. When it comes down to it, not if. (laughs) When indeed. But I mean, who, again, who is it that wants to kill us? Why? Why I can't imagine that it's that it's the East Berlin Satanists. I mean, they're harvesting us with the spell, right? Why would they kill us? This is what I, I just keep coming back to this point, but I just can't get over it in my mind. Uh, Why Petra, Petra. specifically? I think you may have just answered your own question. <laughs> that if we are being used as a battery, as as you say, I think we're all in agreement that we are some kind of power source charging something up. Wouldn't it make sense then that someone who is against them wants us out the way to remove that power source? I mean, I I, I thought about that, but I think uh, Diedrich, last we discussed this point, said that if it was so easy to curse us, then they're going to just curse other people. Although it was also Petra that pointed out that we appear to be of singular characteristics. It might be that not everybody makes as good a battery as those of us who, for example, can see those boils that most can't. That's true. Uh, gentlemen, if, uh, it sounds a bit uh, out of place. I've been gone a while, and you might be a bit all over the place with the fact I've been gone. But Petra, I would like to uh, speak with you privately, um, if it is okay. 
Yes, my room's next door. Before you run off, uh, teacher, you've got a a sort of an accent. Um, If you don't mind me saying so. Uh, Do you have any particular association with, you know, those little nesting dolls, kitschy things, matryoshka? Uh, No, I do not. Well, you would certainly know what they are. I know what they are. Of course, I know what they are. But you don't have any sort of nothing comes to mind regarding a situation like ours and those children's toys. Not off the top of my head, but if I can remember something, I will let you know. Yes. Well, you enjoy your chat. Us sitting ducks will just sit here. You'll be fine. So if the two of you go into the other room, I would like to know what the other three are going to talk about. How much secrecy with those two? You think that us being in the same predicament? Yeah. You'd think that they'd want to share more of the information than they seem to want to instead of doling it out to us on an as-needs basis that they determined. Also, you think Dieter could have showered before he showed up? Yeah, I mean, he know he's like he says this guy's following a playbook that he knows and all this, and he hasn't killed him yet. Yeah. I mean, if there's some kind of by the books that he knows, shouldn't he know where he's going to be next or what he's doing? I, I think, I don't think, I think Dieter's confidence is a little misplaced in himself. If I'm being honest, yeah, he's I, never I stuck me as all together. And the way he plays with his pistol makes me insane. Plus, yeah. everyone has a price, regardless of what he says. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I mean, is he? He's not taking orders from Moscow, is it? Isn't he? He's, Petra said it, taking it from the Russian mob. I mean, I don't. Yeah, and I mean, she yeah, knows that money, money, money. Ugh. Well, I suppose. I mean, there must be a sort of hitman code, or you never, you know, you have. To, I, I imagine you have to build up networks of trust. Um. Otherwise, how would you, I mean, you can't advertise them, you know, in the paper for that sort of employment. That's, that's fair. I know, I mean, well, they're, well, they're off having their own little secret conversation. Um, I'm, I'm going to um, just, if, if you don't mind, John, I'm going to inspect those dolls some more. Be my guest. And while, while you're doing that, I think I might uh, I might try to get a peek at what was in that asylum. Oh, oh. you're a braver man than I. The doctor did not want us to go. Con- uh, considering what I felt, be bloody careful. Yeah. Do you have any kind of juju that you can protect yourself with? Nothing's gotten me so far. I, I don't know what I would do if something did. Let's just put it that way. Let's. All right. Well, let's jump over to Petra and Dieter. You guys go into the secondary room. All right. What is it you don't want to tell the others? I don't, I don't want to tell them. I just, not right now. Um, so, as you may gather, Alexi. Biobel, I 
probably butchering that last name, is a very dangerous uh, man. Uh, I know that he was hired by Pagodin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, yes, from what I could tell, he's the, the leader of, he's the leader of Pagodin's brute force. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a bit all over the place, uh, in the pockets of people, and, uh, he's very loyal. That's, I, that's why I don't think he will take a bribe. I think Pagodin is most likely paying him more than we could ever bribe him with. That I would believe more than loyalty. I don't know that we could outbuy Pagodin the way you described his estate as it was. This is coming from my, if I was in the same uh, position as Alexi, I wouldn't want to jeopardize my position. So I wouldn't betray because Betraying a man like Pagodin, from what I have seen, you are going to get shot. You you aren't surviving betrayal. And that they know. Something. They always know. Mm-hmm. It's why I might have been I might have been sneaky. I might have been able to do this from the shadows, but I still have that feeling that they know I was there. So what do we do? I... If we if we have to get the drop on him first, what do we do? People like that bait. Mm. Try to bait him out. There are always ways play into what we know, play into his passing. So Okay. Maybe set a trap, make it obvious we're going to be someplace be waiting for him I suppose but the thing is for all I know they know what we're talking about they could be looking in on us they could be someone in the next room across that is part of this whole pagodan group or whatever because there's got to be a wider picture than just pagodan himself obviously Why are they doing so much digging into all of us? Why do that when they're just going to turn around and kill us anyway? That's what makes me think the ultimate goal is not to kill us, but to use us somehow, maybe. But then what use use am I that uh, that, uh, Alexi is not? You get my meaning. Mm-hmm. Me and Alexia are like-minded in certain ways. So how would I be of use? Right. So I don't know the answer to that yet, but I would like to find the answer to why not kill us. Because if, as I stated, if he was going to kill us, we'd be dead by now. It was just scary. We'd yes. be dead. Yes. That. <sighs> But yes, I do want to tell them at some point, the three of them, I guess, for it would be best to speak to you first. Of course. You are making the others paranoid by doing things like this. You know that, right? I know, but it's the fun. It's the fun. <laughs> Add a little spice to the normal people's lives. 
Yes. <laughs> Just so I get the sense. <sighs> you see? All but, right, Peter. All right. <laughs> well, at least you, you gave me a laugh. At least there's that. <laughs> and then I, I, I take my flask and I have a sip. <laughs> we probably better get back to them. They might, All right. I, yes. they might right. be panicking. John, what did you say you were going to do? Uh, mainly uh, watch what happens when Deertrick has a look at this this doll. Okay. Uh, Deertrick, you pick up the doll. Uh, this, um, it opens, but there's nothing inside. There's normally nested dolls inside. Um, other than the fact that it's wooden and it feels, I mean, it's kind of dirty over the years. Uh, paint's worn in places because he never lets it go. Um, it seems upon just regular examination to just be a wooden doll, handmade. Now, when we handled it in the hospital, didn't it rattle? No. Okay. So it, it, the other dolls were missing while they were in Piotr's care. It's always if they were ever there at all, I have no way of knowing. It it yeah. might have rattled because I had the dolls inside, but there his his does not have anything inside. Oh. So I wonder uh, if there's a chain of these for us to find. You also saw it kind of glowing. Right. It had a blue inside. like a trunk of radiation. But it, it doesn't is it still glowing? Or is it inert now? Only if you make that roll again. Right. All right. You have to attempt to yes. see it. That's magical intuition, right? Yeah. 11. So I think that should allow me a glimmer. It's enough to know that it's not inert now, right? Right. Yeah, there's might... definitely there's yes, definitely well. something about it. Um, it feels in your hand like it might be connected to something, but it's a mental perception. It's it's your mind's eye that makes it feel like it's connected to something in some way, but it doesn't give you a direction. Yeah, a pity. If it had a little glowing blue aura heading off toward the second doll, that would be very convenient. Um, yeah. I wonder why, uh, John, you haven't had any insight into what might have connected you to this, Piotr. Nothing I can think of. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think you're going to carry it with you, or do you think you're going to put it someplace safe? I mean, obviously, you can't get rid of it. I, Although I, it might I, be interesting to experiment. I, I think wherever I go, it's going to end up as well. So if we filled it with rocks and threw it in the river, would it come back wet and empty? Or are we going to piss some little Russian deity off if we mess around like that? Yeah, I'm, wor I'm worried about the latter being potentially a possibility. So uh, no rivers, no rocks. Yeah. Briefcase? Do you want to make a special 
pouch for it. I mean, it's a little bit, you don't want to carry it in your hand like a madman in an institution. A lead lime box. Uh, I'm sure there's something we can find. Now, I wonder, I mean, because Diedrich, you, you see things that, that we can't. At times. I mean, this Piotr uh, might have some other level of sight that we're unaware of. I mean, if you notice something about John, maybe he did see something about John that we can't, that we're incapable of, of seeing. Yeah, that, that's certainly possible. It might be, if, if Piotr is one of the original 44, I wonder how they are scattered and how they might be connected. Anyway, I guess we'll find that out if we can corner Natalia Tadlina. My only mm -hmm. thought about that is that once, if she is responsible for all of this, then approaching her is kind of a warning to the others. Yeah, she, she's kind of a mystery, but we know, we know Piotr and we know that Philip Kramer was with them when they were brought there initially. His name was on the list. Yeah, and Magda. So the hymn of which Piotr might have spoken could be Kramer. Maybe Kramer paid him a visit. Yeah, hopefully it's a human entity. I mean, we don't even know how Piotr managed to get a hold of a postcard and send it in an institution that considers him to be catatonic and unresponsive. It might be that he generated the thing out of his, the same way he sent the doll. Although the postcard looked normal, right? It had a stamp and yeah, it seemed fairly normal. Postmarked. We we knew at least where it came from broadly. So yeah, there is a. There was something supernatural um, about Piotr, Kramer's involvement, Magda's involvement, and they are all brought to that place. I mean, maybe it does have something to do with that, that shadowy place at, within the asylum. This makes me want to look at it even more, if there's something there. You have a portable typewriter. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of the few things I've I've brought with me from my apartment. Now that I, uh, you know, there's some KGB assassin on my ass. Uh, I've had few possessions to begin with, but I did bring it along. Do we want to to attempt? Yes, I'm going to attempt to use forbidden inspiration. Do you want to be alone or do you want to be supervised? Uh, supervised, I think, if I start, I don't know, bleeding from the eyes or something, if you would politely stop me. Let's see. Okay, what is your intention before you attempt it? 
my intention is I'm trying to have visions, which is seeing through the illusion equivalent, uh, into that section of the asylum, which the others saw that black, like that really ominous, that part where we were not allowed to go. Right. That's where I'm trying to have visions of. Okay, go ahead. Pull your forbidden intuition, inspirations, right? And you begin typing. Okay. I saw a three on my dice and had a heart attack. The other one was a 10. So, okay. Uh, that is a 17 in total. Oh, cool. Okay. So, um, as you're typing, um, in this case, it start it, it affects what you're typing. Um, you start from a from a position outside the asylum, and you're like, uh, "I'm outside the asylum." You start describing what it looks like. You're walking in, and and you're typing this out, and you're going inside, and there's something upstairs. You're walking upstairs, and then you start to go into a kind of a little bit of a trance as you're typing. And what you type is uh, the doors are barred, but uh, I, I, I pass them by like a ghost through the walls. And I can see that it requires more than one person to open the gates because um, there is tremendous danger up ahead. Um, there are ward rooms like you saw in the other part, but as you are moving, somebody starts screaming. You can hear a man screaming, then a woman screaming, and they're screaming in unison, and it's almost as if they're reacting to your approach there's a hallway that's somewhat dark and the doors to the cells have been replaced. They're not doors, they're bars. And when you look into the first two rooms, they're shadowy and dark and in the back, there's something strapped to the wall, chained to the wall, something making horrible animal noises it it's it's something you almost say to yourself nothing human could make this noise but at the same time you know that there's a human chained to the wall in this room and they're howling and the stench in the room is is terrible there are four cells two of them you can't quite see the person inside and as you move forward, these things leap forward and attempt to claw at you through the bars. And they seem to be able to see you. They are or were humans about the age that you'd expect the children to be, of the age of Piotr, the age of Magda, so around there. But they have damaged themselves. They've torn away bits of their arm skin and 
their side skin and underneath it almost looks like plastic and they've got bones sticking out of their shoulders and their teeth are like like shark's teeth as they howl and gnash and claw in your direction and um uh, the the experience becomes overwhelming and you immediately snap out of your trance. But, but you've written this all down in front of you. And the other two have been watching you typing it out. Uh, well, uh, can we get you something to recover? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, some water or something. It's about that time that Petra and Dieter rejoin you. Goodness, Ingolf, you look terrible. I feel terrible. He, he looks a little better now than he did when he was in the depths of it. Uh, asylum? Ha- yeah, have a, yeah, we have a read. It's only about a page and a half. It's very efficient. Yes, Tatlina's some of Tatlina's lost children may still be there in a horrific state. Chained to the walls. I wonder if Piotr, now that he doesn't have his little vessel, will begin to deteriorate like that. Quite possibly. I think you asked the doctor for any changes in his condition, right? Or to be informed, right? Yeah, and he knows that it will pay him. So he might actually reply. I mean, the, the doctor was worried about it. He wanted the doll to remain there. We left it there with him. Yeah, I wonder what he'll think when he can't find it. Well, I think you all should know what Dieter found out. Um, Pagodin hired the man that's been sent to kill us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. uh, he's he's with the Slavic Association, the East Berlin Satanist Black Sun. There. Yeah, so yeah. Well, uh, actually dropped the ball. Alexei Beovel is uh basically his in charge of Pagodin's brute force. Maybe it's about discarding us after we've been of use as batteries before we reach Magda's state and attract attention. Maybe we have more power in this heightened state of fear and anxiety they keep inducing. Or maybe maybe they're not all in agreement. Right. Maybe there's some infighting. Yeah, that could be a system. If if Kramer did something, if we've been cursed by Kramer and Pagodin wants us out of the picture. Well we just as I said, as I was saying to picture, we just gotta be careful if uh, I don't think unless it all comes to a big climax, I don't think uh Alexi will charge in here right now and gun us all down. I think we're safe from him doing anything like that. 
What do you think? Do you think if we go to visit this uh, generous provider of homes for orphans, Dr. Tadlina, that that will trigger him into action? Maybe they're trying to prevent us from uncovering what is being done. I think you're on to something there. I think the more we actually, the more of it we delve deeper into this, Mr. Lee, uh, he will, they will start getting more agitated. Things will probably start to escalate. But I don't think death is on the table. I just, they will find ways to slow us down. Well, honestly, if I have to choose between losing my mind as I suffer nightmare after nightmare until my skin erupts with boils that contain writhing, corpse-eating worms, I'll take a high-caliber bullet any day. I'm not a brave man. I just know my preferences. Yes. Uh, I, I would too, but I'd rather not die to a lex. <laughs> well, professional issues there. Um, has... Did Petra tell you about the church? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he, he's he's fully caught up to yes. everything that happened. Yes, Petra filled me in. I would like to take a closer look at the dolls. Yeah. Hmm? Same thing, it's just a wooden. Just I'm not gonna delve further, I'm just gonna hold it. Look around. Doesn't look anything special to me. It doesn't even look particularly well made. I mean, it's well made as it can be, but it wasn't like made out of gold or anything. It's just made out of paint. Right, it's not the Fabergé Matryoshka. It's a, <clears throat> right. maybe the only thing he left Folk. the old country with. Mm, I, I wonder if the others left with a single item when they were carted away. I have a, a foolish question, but I'm going to lean into all of this for a minute. Could that doll be Pyotr? He was so catatonic when we met him. Could it contain the essence of Pyotr or something like that? That doesn't sound so far-fetched, I guess. But... <laughs> well, I'm glad you think it doesn't sound far-fetched, Dieter, because it sounds pretty damn far-fetched to me. It, I, I can tell you that it has a more of an aura than the man we left in the asylum. Maybe that's how he escaped. Trans, some sort of transmogrification. Still makes me think that a nesting doll without other nesting dolls is, a, is only a fragment of a whole. Yes, it is indeed. You, you want them all. Um, so if we, our appointment, I think, at the asylum was for 10. We got our room, we found a tourist hotel by the early afternoon. We've been debriefing for a while. Do we think that it's too late to look for Dr. Natalia Tatlina today? Do we want to surprise her in the morning? Or do we want to see if she's got latish hours? It's, it's early afternoon, so... Do we even know if she has a practice? She may just be retired and living here. I don't remember what kind of listing we had. We just had some. 
did you look for her in the phone book? Or? We had a reason to believe she was in town. I don't remember whether it was a phone book or not. I think the um, uh, Schaefer told us. Yeah, the, the, the doctor at the asylum had just told us she was here, but he didn't necessarily mention if she was practicing. Yeah, let's see if she's got any phone listings. She does. And there's an have? address along with it. She lives, um, she lives about an hour outside of Frankfurt, I have to order, but it's not that far uh, out in the countryside a bit. Um, does the listing suggest whether it's a private practice or a residence? It's just a house. It's a residence. She's certainly old enough to be retired, even if she was a young woman when she arranged the transfer of 44 children. Um, it was do it you 44 have a, or was it 40? I think it was 44. It struck me as a vaguely <laughs> magical number. A lot of things have been striking me as vaguely magical lately, though. I haven't slept well. Well, we got to be aware of the... Just, well, we don't have to, well, we have to be aware of Alexi, and we just got to be careful. But I, I will swear to you all, I will kill that. Son of a bitch. I hope you do, Dieter. I hope you do. Because while I like the idea that John proposed of us outbidding him, he won't. the way you've described Pagodin's residence leads me to believe we don't there's not enough money. We don't have enough money for that kind of thing. And Alexi, aside, yes. Alexi won't. Uh, loyalty is a big, a big thing. Right. Unless something I've written becomes a surprise overnight bestseller. It was 44. Well, what do we think? Do we want to make the drive out tonight or not sleep, toss and turn, and go see her tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. We could at least case the joint, I believe is the terminology. <laughs> or we can find out, like we did when we found Philip Kramer's house, that it was long since somebody else's. So, Tietrich, I assume you stole a car? I mean, Dieter. Did it again. Uh, yes. <laughs> of course. I think Dietrich's lost it. He's talking to himself. <laughs> uh, uh, so we'll take two vehicles uh, and try to be somewhat discreet despite that. That's a good idea. Dietrich, take it. Dieter, I did it now. You got me doing it. Dieter, take a shower, please. Let's, let's not stand out anymore that we have to. Yeah, that's, let's all freshen up. The last time you went hobo chic, it didn't quite work out for you. Let's, let's say that it's yeah. just a little afternoon. So we, you've still got quite a day ahead. Also, there are only five of you. Do you want to take two cars or one car? You could fit in one car. Well, German cars. That's true. Unless we're unless we rented a Mercedes to come out here, and Dieter had to get here somehow. Also, unless if we he... get ambushed by a mad gunman on the road, uh, having two cards helps. 
At least yeah, some of us ones might who live can on. get away. <laughs> Our car just has to be faster than your car. Also, All right. I do have a Jag. <laughs> All right. So you're going to take two cars. Uh, Dieter takes a, a shower. You guys all get cleaned up and ready. Um, uh, so you're going to drive out there. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't even take quite as long as you thought. Maybe 45 minutes or so. Uh, you are out in the country, but it's not so much that it's uh, it's it's less than what you'd think for suburbia. But it's uh, uh, these are nice little properties with fairly decent houses, you know, little two-story houses on them and gardens and, and stuff like that. Quite nice, quite, quite a, a, a nice neighborhood. Um, and as you drive past the address of her house, uh, you can see that it's a, it's a very pretty two-story house. It's painted white. Um, there's a fence around it, and there are lots and lots of roses uh, that are blooming um, around it to Rose Garden. You can see that there's an old woman in the garden with a big floppy hat and gloves on, and she's clipping, you know, pruning roses and doing, she's gardening. It's quite quaint and quite pretty as you're driving. How close are, you driving are her past? neighbors? Um, they're, it, it's like literally the next plot over, but the plots are fairly big. So you'd say the plots are about maybe 600 feet wide and they go back a little ways. And then the next house would be the same, it would be right up against her fence. Right. Um, and a lot of that is partly woodlands and partly, uh, you know, the whole front end of it is gardens. Right. It's green exurbia. It's the nice houses that are past the commuter houses sort of area. Right, right. Farmer farm, farmland that's quaint. I'm sure we're driving past at least once and stopping to confer. Um, and there is a, uh, I, I don't know how they do it in Germany, but in, in, there's, a, there's a mailbox out on the front uh, that says uh, uh, Tatlina. Just the last name. Although, wait a second. Is that how the Russians do their names? Yeah. Yeah. It would be Natalina. Okay. And so two houses down, one, the first car pulls over and we all stretch. Okay. So how do we begin to approach her? I assume we've actually had two conversations about this on the 45-minute drive, but we'll confabulate them. Um, yeah, I don't know whether we want to barge in as five strangers, for one thing. Uh, she looked like a pretty mild-mannered old lady, not a, the high priestess of a coven. I don't know. I don't know if I have to. If we have to overthink this. I mean, John's a journalist. I mean, he could be doing a story about the. Uh, Russian, like the, the reintegration of Germany and the East and West and the Russians who um, the Russians who came into East Germany and are part of, part of Germany itself, the 
you know, Germans with Russian heritage. And he came across her story of her bringing the children and wanted to ask her some questions. I think that's fairly straightforward and not. And I'm his stenographer and Petra's our chauffeur. Some of us could and... stay back. So some of us could stay back, I think. It doesn't have to be all of us. If Five people does look a little. Five people is often a mob. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, I mean, uh, being a journalist is not always something that makes people open up. Some people, especially with secrets, are unhappy to see journalists. Uh, we have all been to Magda's funeral. Uh, and, you know, we could... Again, not necessarily five of us, but there's a connection, a personal connection that we could make. Although I would still like some kind of, you know, reason to, if you know, if we had something of Magda's we could pass on to her or something, it would be helpful. Maybe she's not suspicious. Maybe she doesn't know what the 44 children she brought over are used for, but she has a list of all their names and whereabouts. And she treated Magda. And she was her physician at some point. Right. She's one of her therapists since then. I mean, I guess you could go in with the line of inquiry of, you know, we are all friends of Magda's and, you know, she's recently passed and I don't know, something, something along that vein. I think either one of these strategies could work, but bringing up Magda's name might, if she's associated with all of this, we don't want her thinking we're digging i guess i don't know yeah the only thing we can't tell her is the truth and if, if there's a name that might be specifically useful to avoid mentioning might be kramer and he i mean just his behavior now i um i can only imagine what he was like as a as a child um I think he might have been frightening even then. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We could, I, you know, if we wanted to put more cards on the table, we could say that Piotr's woken up in the hospital, Magda's dead, and Kramer's gone missing. She might be afraid of him being on the loose. But that's really... That's a gamble. Yeah, that's a very um, forward approach. We do we do have an item. I say we. John has an item from the children she brought. We have the Mitroska doll. Did you bring that with you? Or did you leave that back to follow us? I think it's going to follow us if we don't, so we might as well bring <laughs> it and save it the trouble. Do any of you well we haven't gotten a lead shit, case that, for that it yet. completely robs me of the dramatic impact of it suddenly <laughs> showing up on your driver <laughs> something on the dashboard ah! we're, we're three steps ahead of you weird nesting doll <laughs> do any of you with the um third eye as it were get any bad feelings from her home any i'd probably have to stop and give it some focus. I know I was just looking at the landscape. 
I it was good to see the right name and you know a woman on a woman present. Um, it's worth a tr that's worth a try too, but she'll still you know we have to explain our presence somehow. We could find some um, religious literature uh, and just knock on her door and ask her if she's heard the good word. <laughs> that's just a, just two of us. Yeah, just two of us. Oh, well, that'll work. She'll invite you in. Eat your tea. Make us yeah, skip no. tea and cookies. <laughs> this isn't the 1910s. This is... yeah. <laughs> um, well, all right, so what's your move? We could do the uh, journalist and assistant. It's the least offensive. And if she kicks up, then we have reason to say, we know that you're up to something, lady. I agree. It, it keeps it close to the chest in the beginning, allows you to reveal later. And if we're getting bad vibes from it, it's somewhat innocuous. Not doesn't doesn't yeah. directly tie to Magda, not necessarily, or to us and Magda. And we could certainly go from, you know, the records of these Russian orphans. And then if she's demurs, then we can say, and also Magda Orlova just passed away and we knew her personally. So there is a like a right. Way to build up. So what, John and, and Ingolf, maybe? Ingolf, you yeah, sure. I, I, am, I have a fair amount of charisma. I might not look it. I can talk to people. And I need to keep an eye out for Alexi anyway. So I just have a feeling he'll be around. I can sit uh, on the bonnet of the car and smoke heavily and Think frightened rabbit-like thoughts. Stay out of the line of fire. Are you? Can you get a sense of things like Ingolf can, Dietrich? Could you maybe try to get a sense of her home? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you said that there is a fence between homes, but there's no front fence, probably. There's yeah, there's a, a small fence, just mostly decorative. It's not something that would keep anybody out. Right. It's also not something one could easily stay out of sight while peering intently, though. Right. Yeah, I think that might be a secondary endeavor. Fair enough. I'll um, keep an eye like Dieter. I'll just try to have a hang out. If you want to know something funny, this is the first time I've felt peaceful in a long time. <laughs> That's frightening. I haven't, I haven't yep. slept in days. I don't know how you feel any sort of peace, Dieter. I, I have a feel for these things. I think it's at the bottom of his third bottle, I think, is where he finds peace. <laughs> You're not wrong, but it doesn't stop my feelings sometimes. So. All right, so what are you guys going to do? So I think John and myself are going up. As, as we do go up, I'm going to kick off enhanced awareness if it's a place where illusions weak and see if there's anything dodgy about this place. Hopefully before we knock on the door. Okay. Um, as you said, so you guys parked a couple doors down, yes? So uh, you're walking now in the street and you're going by other people's homes and you get to a point where you can see through the neighbor's yard into her yard and the roses in her house. And she um, 
she does one of those things where she stands up and brushes herself off and puts her tools uh, into a little wheelbarrow. She wheels the wheelbarrow towards a little uh, 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 Christ. Well, my words have just left my home. A little <laughs> shed. A little <laughs> shed. Yeah. So I'm like, it's a room, a shed. Like, what the hell? Um, she goes to a little shed and she puts them in there and you see her walk to her door and go inside just about the time you get to the edge of her property where the drive would be going into her uh, property. So she's now inside. Um. Her garden is lovely. It's filled with flowers. Uh, a lot of them are big, uh, colorful tea roses, uh, yellows and peach colors and reds and um, quite a variety. Um, she's obviously into them because, you know, she's got them all arranged. It's like looking in, in a very nice rose garden, very formal rose garden. Um, so, uh, uh, John, to answer your question, Everything here seems rather stable. You don't feel any oddness at all or any strange sort of feelings. Um, feels very ordinary. Um, Makes a change. <laughs> as you, uh, you walk up to her door, once again, the, you don't, you're not getting any of that you know, spidey tingling or anything like that going on. Everything seems very normal. Uh, so you've stepped up onto her porch. And you knock. And um, stop me if you don't knock. Uh, if you knock, um, uh, you hear um, footsteps inside on it sounds like a wooden floor. And uh, the door suddenly opens. And uh, she's standing there. She's still in the same clothes. Uh, she's not got gloves on. She's washed her hands. She looks like she might be in her mid-70s. Um, she's taken off the big floppy hat. Uh, she says, uh, yes, may I help you? Uh, yes, hello. Um, my name's John Miller. I'm a freelance journalist. Uh, I was wondering if we could uh, spare a little while of your time and hopefully you might be able to help us with an article we're putting together. Uh, journalist. Um, oh, you, you should have probably called ahead. Uh, um, who, who are you with? No, I, I freelance. I work for various magazines. I do a lot for the Comet. There, uh, one of my main one of my main titles I work with. And who is he? Ah, oh, my assistant, uh, uh, Ingolf. Well, uh, what's this about? Well, we're putting together a series of articles all about the integration of uh, almost cultures, really, between uh, between our country and Russia. And we understand that well, you you might be in a very well suited place to help us out. Oh, you've read some of my articles then and seen uh, seen some of my work. Um, well, and she looks over at the clock and she says, it's, it's, I, I, I don't really have anything else to do. I can spare a bit of time. Um, sure, we, we well, don't want to take you, up like an hour. We don't want to take up any more than an hour or even maybe not even that long. Well, really. why don't you come in? I'll fix some tea or coffee. Oh, coffee, lo lots of coffee, as strong as it gets to the point where it melts the spoon when you put it in that kind of oh, strong. Right. And she brings you inside. The house is very um, sweet. I mean, it's, you know, got old lady stuff and knickknacks and things like that. It's got a pretty little couch with uh, 
doilies on it and uh, everything is kind of bright and the color scheme is kind of, oh, I don't know, like a really light pastel aqua color and um, pretty wallpaper. And um, she is said, there... she's, please sit down. Any prominent like black and white photos of her standing next to like, I don't know, 44 children or something. Hmm. Yeah. I'd say that there are, there are a number of pictures like that on the wall not necessarily 44, but in front of institutes with uh, patients and doctors and, and things like that. Quite a few. You don't know if that particular one is the 44 children or, but nothing seems to be like hidden or mm -hmm. secret. It's right there. She seems to have, you get the impression that she seems to have a rather, have had a rather prominent career you know, in whatever she does, in child uh, psychology. Um, she brings the coffee. She says, uh, I brought some cookies as well, please, you know. Um, so uh, other than the stuff that I have published, what is it that you're interested in discussing? Before answering that, while Ingolf is looking at photos, I'm probably borderline paranoid looking for more bloody nesting dolls okay no you don't see anything like that even better speaking of which though where is your nesting doll um they're not very big are they so i can probably have it in my pocket like mm, in, a, in a jacket a little pocket. big for a pocket <laughs> um yeah i can just about get my hand in mine but yeah probably because i can't close my hand around this so <laughs> In which case, um, it's probably on the dashboard in the car. In the car. Okay. Um, so, so what uh, what would you like to, if I can help you? Of course, I haven't been, I haven't been practicing for years now. Mm -hmm. I'm retired, but uh, I was practicing in during World War Two. I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but. Uh... Part of this project is looking at the uh, the post-war period with the uh, Russians coming into into East Germany. Yeah, very much post-war. Um, essentially, going over a we don't want to go into like minutia because uh, the uh, the article with which you, you will be part of won't be like the whole focus of. So as as I said, this won't take particularly long. Uh, we just wanted to go through in kind of in your own words now that time has passed, reflections on that, maybe speaking a little bit about motivations behind uh, behind it, what it felt like at the time, what kind of obstacles you encountered. Um, let it go and I'll get out my notebook mm. and poise with pen and ready for when she starts talking. Well, you know, it, it, it isn't exactly it hasn't exactly been easy for a woman in the field of psychology. Um, but uh, my connection with working with children has been a way to sort of, uh, I guess, allow me to spearhead that. For some reason, uh, men don't work as well in the field as women do uh, with the children. The children tend to trust women a little more. Um, oh, I'd say that the, 
the, you know, aside from the stuff that I did at university and so forth, uh, I, uh, my first real job was at the Kirov Clinic in, uh, in Russia. And uh, it came to my attention, I believe, in 1943, during uh, World War II, in the, in the spring, uh, that there was a group of children uh, that were suffering from shell shock uh, during, the, uh, uh, during the war, the previous war. And um, they were being held at a concentration camp outside of Moscow, uh, Camp, oh, what was it? Camp S-17, I believe. And uh, I was asked if I would observe the conditions. And I went there and I found it absolutely appalling. Um, the children were living under, uh, well, they didn't know, they didn't know what to do. Uh, there were 51 children involved. They were in various states of psychological damage. Um, some of them were so violent that uh, the concentration camp, I'm, I'm, I'm really horrified to say this, they were kept in cages uh, near the perimeter of the uh, concentration camp. I, uh, I wrote a number of letters to the government and uh, I managed to secure a place in Frankfurt under order, uh, the Frankfurt Clinic, and uh, take over the facility and uh, convert it into a special, special facility for dealing with these children. And uh, we brought them all over. Um, it wasn't easy. Uh, you have to understand that these children had been through trauma at a very young age and they had, uh, some of them had quite literally lost all semblance of you know, humanity, if you will. They'd been treated like animals and they had become animals. They were, uh, in the first year, seven of the children died. Uh, and they were, in some cases, uh, murdered by other children. Uh, so then we had 44 and uh, we worked with some of them in the end. I mean, we worked with them for years. In the end, about 15 of them got to the point where we could release them. Um, the others remain quite uh, uncurable. Uh, not, all, not all violent. Some of them were just catatonic, but uh, there was no way they could be released. And a few of those had relapses where they came back um, and were treated further. But uh, uh, yes, eventually about 15 of them were released. Um, it's horrible what, what they can do to children, um, children without parents, children without, children, children tortured by soldiers who didn't mean to torture them. They just didn't know how to deal with children, you know, um, I'd say, I'd say I, it was less successful than it was successful, but 
I think we spearheaded a lot of means to try and rehabilitate these children. And I'd say that, you know, 14 of them were fairly successful in rehabilitation. Um, we also, of course, we, we, we worked with other children that had been brought, but the, the war was extremely severe. Um, some of these children, I believe, I, I'm guessing that they came out of the siege of Leningrad. And uh, they saw their families starve to death. They saw their families eat one another. And uh, it's quite, quite awful. And she points to a picture on the wall and she says, this is not the original. I mean, this is not all of them, but this, this was some of the more successful people. And you can see there's about 15 children with uh, other doctors and stuff around. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you, might, you might have to pardon my ignorance on this because I know the... Uh, the older generation didn't don't exactly like to talk about that particular period of time, mm. uh, the war and all that. So not not much of it got passed down to the likes of myself. Um, when you say camp, I wasn't aware that the the at least the German army got that that close to Moscow to have been that long there to establish a camp. So I'm, I'm a little confused. Was this a a Russian camp, or was this? A this German was a Russian camp? camp. It was a Russian camp, Camp Kirov, uh, and it was it was following. Uh, see the the siege of Leningrad. They surrounded the city, and for nine hundred days, they uh, they um, kept any food from going in, and the people were starving and dying in the streets. And when it all broke, these children were uh, orphans, and some living on the street, some at an orphanage, and they were rescued. They were rescued from the town and taken to the concentration camp. And the damage was already done, and the damage was almost irretrievable for most of them. Uh, it took a lot of work to get did them. You, did you ever keep in touch with the 15 who were released? I mean, you said some of them had relapses, but did you have regular communications with all of them? I, I kept track for a while. Um, the 15, when I speak of them, when they were released, we didn't, of course, just toss them out the door. Um, we helped them find jobs. We helped them find a place to live in, in Frankfurt on the order. Um, uh, and I, I was able to sort of keep track of them there. And like I say, a few of them came back for further treatment and, and to, to stabilize. Um, but eventually, I think most of them moved away. And after that, I mean, I can't keep track of everything. Um, if they needed help, they could have gone to some other facility for assistance. Um, there might be two people from that group still living here in uh at least I think so. Um, let me look. And she pulls out, she gets out her like little black book or whatever. And she says, there are two women, uh, uh, Ethel Brockman and Layla uh, Nemstiva, who still live in Frankfurt under order. And uh, they keep in touch with one another. Not me so much anymore. But 
They're probably the last two that I spoke of. Everybody else eventually moved out. Frank Redondo Order is not exactly the the most progressive city or, <laughs> you know, it's nice out here in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you think, do you think they might be receptive if we contacted them for a short discussion? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if, if that's what you're wanting to talk about, they might, they might be willing. They might also not, they might, I don't might be quite, it's been a long time since then, but you know, they, we all deal with that kind of horror and pain in our own way. They might have blocked it all out. Mm. They might not be receptive to uh, hashing it all back up again. Yeah, but you could always try. Um, are you enjoying your tea? Can I get oh, your coffee? Can I get you more? Is that strong enough? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stronger the better. Anything, anything that kills sleep is good. Yes, I have no idea what's going on with most of them any longer. I'm sure some of them have passed away. Um, I'll I'll prod about uh, things like obstacles, problems she had when she was trying to get them over anything around that kind of process of them coming here. No, it was... uh, Fortunately, we were given, you know, a certain amount of cloud. I was... I, I thought at first I was going to be working at the Frankfurt uh, Clinic, and then it was like suddenly I was in charge of the Frankfurt Clinic, and so I pretty much had my way of of working with the children, which I felt was far more uh, compassionate than having to follow some male doctor's you know orders and what he thought children you know should be treated like grew quite fond of some of the children over the years any stand out in particular no i will admit that some of them were terrifying some of them were monsters um they they kept them in the special wing they were they had been so traumatized that they didn't know how to act at all like human beings and they were far, far too dangerous to actually physically interact with. They would just as soon attack and bite you and scratch you to death if they could. Um, we did everything that we could, but uh, they were they were our, our big failures. Um, some of them were quite sweet. Some of them were, as I say, uh, non-responsive. Some of them were little devils. I mean, it... Uh, they had been scraping to survive. And so they, you know, formed little cliques and they ganged up on one another. In the first first year, I think seven of them died and they, some of them were goaded into it, you know, by the other children. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. But it was a problem that nobody else wanted to deal with. I'll I'll look over to Ingolf with a kind of you got anything else you want to throw away? Yeah, you you know you, you mentioned Ethel and Layla. Layla. Um do you would you mind if we saw the other names? 
Oh, we, you we, want the been, names of all of the children? We've, I mean, they're they're local, but uh, John and I have been traveling um, all around, so we'll continue to to travel. And you said they they've moved away, but if we do manage to find them, um, I think they'd be great great to talk to because we don't we don't want to focus on the horrors of their past. We want to talk about that the hope of the future of their integration uh, into German society. Well, it would take me a little bit of time to put that together for you. If you give me your office, I could mail it to you. If yeah, I'll, I'll, that would work. I'll, I'll give them a business card. Sure. Um, so she takes that. Um, and then she, she asks you a lot of questions about the book that you're going to write or the story or, mm-hmm. or what. Um, so I imagine you fake, fake yourself through that. Well, yeah, I'm, um, I'm kind of going on, kind of repeating what I've already said, doing a series right. of articles about integration between the two countries, looking at cultures, looking at case examples, getting personal testimonies, maybe short quotes from the other, from the kids themselves. Now they've grown up, nothing too invasive because we don't want to dig up the past too, uh, too much, but we've got to do something. Obviously, there's got to be no peace and no, uh, no corroboration or fact checking going in there. The longer you're with her, the more you're convinced she's genuine, honest, concerned, uh, medical, well, psychological doctor who did her best to take care of a bunch of children that were given to her that were incredibly damaged. I, I was about to say, can I read a person? But that's I mean, that probably yeah. gives I mean, me it seems it seems really obvious. And that some of them were a lot harder and and complete failures. Which Ingolf, you start to think that that might be some of the leftovers in the uh, that you ran across in your. Mind. Yeah, I mean, I referred to them as Tatalina's children, so I think that was accurate. Um, but you don't think that she made them that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, any other questions for uh, what, what is everybody else doing? You guys are still out by the car. They've been in there for quite a while. I think myself and Dieter were just kind of being aware, alert, looking for any, at least unless you have anything else to say to that. No, I am literally uh, keeping an eye out. I, I am now still in my paranoid ways, but I uh, think that. This would be the perfect place for Alexi to be, but at the same time, I'm a little bit more relaxed. I don't have my hand on near my gun because I'm I'm feeling a bit more at peace in this area than I have usually. You've you've gotten over the years very used to trusting your instincts, and out here in the country, it seems like it's too peaceful for something as horrible as an assassin to be. How could he even know that you were out here? Um, also, pretty good sight lines. Yeah. yeah. They'd have you to have gotten here way. first. Right. Yeah. We've probably <laughs> seen a, a tractor move in one Volkswagen. I'm befelling the beautiful country air with a, a pack and a half cigarettes. And watching the oh. house. Little butterfly flies by and you blow smoke on it. And it drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Dieter literally has his hands behind his head. He's not uh, nowhere near his gun. He's a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Well, I would say that you get to the point um, 
because of all the things that have been going on with you, that you're getting nervous that he's been, they've been in there too long. Um, it's just starting to, you know, why are they in there so long? Why is it yeah. been so long? Yeah. Niggling at me a little bit. Um, so, John and Ingolf, is there are there any other questions you'd like to ask, or any other subjects you'd like to bring up? If not, you guys can. Uh, my uh, one of the things that uh, kind of got us going on this kind of idea for a story was a was a friend of ours who I think you may have known and who is who has a who has passed on uh you think we think you may want to know what was that uh magda 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 was a sweet little girl she was a very interesting uh, interesting case um of all of the children that I encountered in the concentration camp, she seemed to be the most normal, the most stable. But after we got to the Kirov clinic, she became more and more disturbed. Um, as if something was um, causing her danger and fear. And I mean, it's a paranoia is a, a fairly common uh, thing to happen. Um, she never got out of control and she was one of the more successful people. She, uh, I believe she went on to become an author and, uh, and uh, worked for a magazine and a number of things. Uh, you say she passed away recently. That's sad. She used to hang around with these three other children that were just little devils. Um, Sasha and uh, Anton. And there was another one. Um, what the hell is his name? Kramer? Bill? Yeah, Philip Philip Kramer. He was an artist, or he became an artist. Um, but those are actually some of the children we suspected had caused some of the deaths beforehand. Uh, um, they they were very cliquish. They stuck together. All the other children were afraid afraid of them, except for Magda. She seemed to be the only one who was able to interact with them and not be brutalized or. Um, I believe that that those boys have grown up too. They're somewhere. They were all, all four of them were were people that got released eventually. Um, and we're talking about childhood delinquency. Eventually, you can grow out of that. I believe they become businessmen and others. I didn't really follow what they did after that. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'd said that she died. Here I am an old woman and she wasn't nearly old enough to die yet. <laughs> well, I mean, as you've already kind of let on life can be cruel sometimes. 
especially to those it's who cruel. deserve it the least. I actually think she came back to us once early on. Um, was having having difficulty, but I, I don't I don't have any records of that. I, it's you know, there's so many children, so much time has passed. But yeah, she was she was quite a sweetie in the beginning. I, I sound like she wasn't this, you know, she was one of my favorites, I think, all, all along. She just had trouble, same as all the other children. Well, unless there's something else that you'd like to discuss, I'll see. No, so don't worry. I'll, again, I'll look to Ingolf in case he's got anything else, but I'm, I'm out. Okay. And uh, you guys uh, leave, and uh, the rest of you see them leaving the door, and they're shaking her hand, and it seems like they're having a have a had a nice conversation, and they they're now walking back towards you. Thank goodness, I was getting worried. <sighs> I'm thinking. All right, get back what's the to, secret uh, word? I want to see if you've been replaced by robotic copies. But it's secret, how will we know it? <laughs> uh, the John Miller I sent out knew the secret word. <laughs> Sorry, just the paranoia. Uh, I think when we get back to Berlin, <laughs> I think we need to hit, or I need to hit a library because that's opened up a, a whole other potential avenue of research. Yes, her, her articles. Well, her articles, and I was also thinking that uh, that camp, now that oh, we've got yes. a specific name for it. My... 17 Kirov. If she's yeah. published, if she's published articles, you might have better luck looking for them here. If she's lived and worked here the whole, all of her professional time. It's likely that you guys have already read most of what she'd ever written. You know, nothing recent, mostly. Political stuff. The doctor, Tetlina? No, no, no. Um, Magda. Uh, oh, I'm so, I thought. I'm sorry. Oh, you're referring to Tatiana. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tetlina has written some articles and yeah, right. yeah, camp, you wouldn't have yeah, read John's yeah. talking about the camp. Mm-hmm. Right. Siege at Leningrad. Um, we could even cross. We could even check that weird book that we have about maladies and see if there was any such mysterious outbreak in Leningrad during the war. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. The place was if they surrounded for 900 days. you think it'd become a cesspool of plague and ugh. Mm. I, mean, I guess I'm referring to a condition like ours in Leningrad. Because mm. I mean, these, I mean, if Sasha, Anton, uh, Anton and Philip have been together from the beginning who knows exactly how don't, long they've been entrenched in you don't think they picked that up later i mean if they were in a, a concentration camp as you said i mean that's psychologically damaging enough to just explain sociopathic tendencies i don't know you it's worth pursuing you're right it's worth looking into it is worth looking into there's also a uh, Ethel and Le- Layla, and that, the name's not sticking in my head. Um, there are two of the other children that were released who are local. 
would be worth, I think if we could speak with them, if they'd be willing to speak with us, I, I believe that would be worth pursuing before we go back to Berlin, yes. I mean, if they would open up, I, I, mean, I suppose we already know firsthand what makes those three so terrifying, but as another child who knew that maybe they have some insights into their development. They'll have a more intimate and first-hand eyewitness account of these three and the, the shit that went down there. Yeah, and the names of the ones that are in the dark wing. And, and I mean, it's, if they are initially untrustworthy, I mean, we, we have evidence of uh, Piotr's trust, right? I mean, if they remember him, if he trusts you, then maybe they'll trust you. Mm. How's John's you little doll? It's still in the car. Uh, you have you have the ladies' names and addresses and phone numbers. Maybe time to do some cold calling, find out if they're interested in a brief interview. Yeah, it's worth a shot. The more we know, the better. Even if it's just little, little bits of information, little bites are better than nothing. So we'll assume that you are in your car driving. Yeah, I'm thinking we have had, like, we got one of each of them in each of the vehicles for a debrief. And then we can, you know, else. Back to and the I'm hotel back. in Frankfurt, Honda Order. Yeah, find a, find a place to eat. It's probably supper time, more or less. We can sit at a table together in a place loud enough that we can converse. Uh, or if you want to make, you know, I, I, I think calling the ladies in advance is a good idea. We did that before we go to eat. We'll say it's about 4 p.m. All right. Um, who did you want to call, Ethel or Leila? Why not both? Who did you want to call first? <laughs> well, I mean, could That's we... Split one of us if if they're both willing to talk to us. Some of us go see one. Some of us go see the other. All right. So we call <laughs> Ethel on the phone, and she's like, uh, "Yes, uh, who is this? May I help you?" John, you're the reporter. John. Yeah, we're going with John as the front man. Fair enough. Um, <coughs> run through the same thing again. Preparing a series of articles, looking to see if we can get a moment of your time. Would you be happy for us to come by? Uh, would it be either maybe tomorrow at this point, depending on what the time is, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, you want to uh, do what you're, you're uh, you've given them an excuse. So, um, oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, such things. Uh, should be discussed calmly over a cup of coffee and not the telephone. Um, I can call Layla. We can both meet you here. Um, well, we'd prefer the afternoon if you want to come tomorrow afternoon. Sounds good. Say two yeah, o'clock. Yeah, don't want to take too much of your time. So, yeah, that'd be fine. All right. So you said that set up that appointment tomorrow. Got almost maybe 
Maybe John tomorrow afternoon, I'll go with you to see if I can get a more mystical view since we need less charms since they've agreed to talk to you. I can keep no talking one. while you stare, so that's not a problem. Yeah, haven't haven't spoken to the good doctor. Right. I'd like to look into any of Tetlina's articles if there's a library in Frankfurt. I'm assuming okay. her stuff would possibly be found there. Okay. And Inkolf and Dieter. Uh, I will be sticking with Petra as per usual. Okay. I'm going to also library related. Um, so even if I'm not next to Pet, uh, Petra, there are still two people I know with guns somewhat close to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, looking into history books, trying to look into Leningrad, trying to look into this, this camp, this F-17 Kirov All right. situation. So the three of you are heading to the library. Um, and this is, we'll say this is the next day. So we'll, we'll handle these two things at the same time. They're separate, but they're at the same time. Um, Petra, uh, you find actually quite a few contributions from Tatiana, uh, from Natalia, Tatalina, doctor, um, all in child psychology, uh, all accepted as, you know, fairly uh, uh, high, I don't want to say it, uh, academic um, the treatises on, on how to deal with children, children's psychology and so forth. She, um, there's only like a passing mention occasionally of the children that she works with. Um, she doesn't give any of their background information or anything like that out. Um, uh, and, and when you read through some of her techniques, uh, it really does involve, you know, normalizing children to a you know, normal way of thinking that it's not always successful, but it, it, it is much more successful than beating it into them, which, you know, <laughs> which has been advocated in the past. Um, Dieter, you're with her, so you're kind of skulking around the library looking for assassins. Um, That's basically <laughs> the point of me being anywhere at this moment. <laughs> Check under which, the books on poisons. Yeah. You, know, you never know if they're hiding. Um, you, Dieter, you don't have any... Uh, uh, tingles, so you're you seem fine. Um, okay. Ingolf, um, you're in the in the, the 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 siege of Leningrad took place uh, when the Germans surrounded uh, Leningrad, which was it used to be Saint Petersburg, um, and basically they cut off all supplies. Uh, they shot anybody who tried to leave the city, and um, the people. Um, slowly starved to death. They and it was the dead of winter. They uh, they rationed their food, uh, and then people even started killing one another to get to the uh, to get the ration cards. Uh, and uh, the children suffered the worst because they were usually the most expendable. You know, 
a number of orphanages opened up where the children were taken, but you know, the conditions were awful. Um, and then after uh, the Russians broke the siege of Leningrad, uh, the survivors had a hard time coping and um, children were rounded up and children became little animals. It, was, it wasn't that unusual. People go insane. There were bodies everywhere. They had to go out and find the people who had, you know, hung themselves. And it's one of the worst, worst things that's ever happened. Uh, that you find all that information out. Um, all right, John and Dietrich, about two o'clock. Um, you are in a neighborhood. It's not such a great neighborhood. Um, there are a lot of uh, really ugly, uh, sort of uh, Stalin-esque uh, you know, buildings, and there's a lot of graffiti on things, and uh, a lot of it is obscene graffiti. And uh, you are uh, you you find the block where the the apartment is that they have. The grass is, uh, you know, not been upkept. It's dead and weedy. And the, the trees are not kept. And they've got, you know, people carved their names and stuff into them. And everything looks pretty low rent, very low rent. I would like um, Sean to do his, uh, uh, where the, what, which one is it? Where the um, enhanced awareness? Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. Oh, hey. First roll of my new dice. I got a 10 and a 9. So plus four for my soul, 23. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, you park your car. And as the two of you are walking a little ways up to the, the thing. There's kind of an alley. Uh, it's, it's paved over, so it's more of a tunnel than it is anything else. Um, Dietrich, uh, you, as you are going there, you see that there is a man standing there. He looks like a bum. Uh, he... Uh, has a, a paper bag in his hand that he's obviously been drinking out of. And uh, he sort of stumbles over and falls down on the pavement. Uh, you know, it's, it's over there, you know, that this happens. Sean, as you look over there, you see the same thing happen, but there's something, there's something going on. There's, something around him there's something on the ground oh my god there are gigantic cockroaches they're at least a foot and a half across um and as you look at them you can hear that horrible skittering sort of sound and their little faces almost look human and they are grabbing this guy 
and it looks like they're trying to drag him down into the dark in this this tunnel and you have a fear of bugs so i, I was saying i need to make it keep it together all that for that yeah, yeah. Don't fail me again, guys. Oh, okay, a little bit, little bit less, but sixteen plus two is eighteen. I, I remarkably right. keep my shit together. So you grab Dietrich, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Dietrich, you see him turn white as he's pointing over at the drunk, and you see that the drunk seems to maybe it looks like he's trying to crawl into the tunnel, but he's moving in a very strange manner. It's a nice part of town, for sure. Um, We should get out of here now. We shouldn't help the old guy? You think it's a trap or something? We just need to move along. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, As you move away, uh, John, you can see at least 10 more of these things come out of the shadows and they're ganging up on the guy and you can hear him starting to grunt and groan and, uh, and, you know, in pain as he's being dragged into this tunnel. I think he's having some kind of episode. I've got my hands over my ears and looking down, trying to get these things out of my sight. I think, no, no, this is, this this just, just move, 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 move. Nothing we can do for him. And yeah, oh. Dietrich, he, uh, John's acting odd, but uh, as if but he's urgent. afraid of something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to, I'm going to, you know, look at the uh, fallen derelict and try to observe a situation. Regular old. Okay. You know. Because I can't, there is a it's you, don't, you don't actually, you don't need to do that because it's 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 happening the way you're seeing it. It's it's he's moving oddly, but it is like he's having an epileptic fit as he's moving into the shadows in the tunnel. Yeah, I'll just hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna help pick the guy up. Just put him on a bench or something. Don't let them get you. Well, keep an eye out if there's like if this is some sort of you know, mugging trick, and he's got an accomplice. It's Big ass cockroaches aren't interested in mugging. All right. So not seeing this, if I go over. Right. Um, as you go over, you see the guy is does seem to be having some kind of fit as he's yeah. twitching. He's scraped his skin on the cement. He's mm. bleeding in places. It almost looks like there are bite marks taken out of his arm mm. as he's injuring himself. John, you see as uh, Dietrich approaches that some of these cockroaches rise up almost on their back, their hind feet, and they're hissing and spitting at uh, Dietrich as he's coming towards them. But they're afraid of him. So they're... Uh, they're acting like cockroaches would when this when somebody flips the light on. They're they're getting away, but they're still trying to drag the guy into the shadows. I think, I'll, I'm gonna call over to him. They see you for sure. They see you. Oh, thanks, John. I'm looking around. I mean it's shadowy, but he's alone, the old fellow. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, and be like, uh, Grandpa, can I help you up? You know, he, he, do you need, can I call somebody? He's non-responsive. He seems to be unconscious and twitching. Oh, how? Jesus, still twitching. Oh, is, is he on his back or his front? He's on his, he's laying on his stomach. Okay. So I'm going to like gen, gingerly roll him over and see what his face is doing. And, okay. you know, I mean, I'm no doctor, um, but. You do that. And um, John, it's, uh, it's funny because from your perspective, it almost seems like Dietrich is shooing these things away as he's turning over the guy's body and the things are fleeing. And after a moment, the things have all disappeared into the shadows and Dietrich is sort of helping the guy sit up. Um, yeah, the guy's injured. He's definitely bleeding, but. Do you he live looked, here, Grandpa? Do you need, because there's somebody, you know, can I get your family here? He is obviously very drunk. So yeah. he's incoherent as he's sort of half waking up. But now that he's <sighs> sitting there. Yeah. Uh, so we're in kind of a, you said it was sort of a shaded alleyway. Right, yeah, like it's a tunnel that would go around yeah. the back. So these kinds of, you know, Stalin's teeth complexes, they usually have like ugly courtyards with benches and things. I'm right. going to half pull the fellow in our direction with like, you know, maybe a handkerchief between right. me and his soiled jacket. And I'll just like, you know, sort of... Get him on the bench. yeah. Yeah, move him, you know, impatiently, but not violently. As soon as you get him on the bench, he just sort of, you know, slumps over to the side, pulls up his feet and curls up like he's going to go to sleep. Well, at least his attack's over, at least. And it's probably not his first night on this bench, poor sod. Sorry, John, we don't want to be late. No, I'm keeping a nervous watch out in from the shadows to make sure the bugs don't come back. John is is sweating and pale, and it almost looks like John's had an attack of some sort. Um, okay, uh, let's do this. Let's call it there, and you guys can do your upkeep, uh, and then we'll do the ladies next week. Okay. So upkeep. Good. All right. Uh, well played, everybody. Good to be back. What thickness? First, first time I've had a dis- disadvantage come up. Yay! <laughs> right, we've got our standard questions. Then, have we discovered anything new about the truth? I'd say hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did learn that the orphans are the ones in that dark and mysterious part of the asylum or the unhabilitated, not habilitated ones. Yeah. 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 Just a big background in general. Mm-hmm. Those kids are closer to hell than we are. Yeah. Right. right. Have we learned anything new about our characters? Personally, I say no for myself. Dietrich is a, is a chain smoker who talks to himself. Accuses himself of a vehicular theft. <laughs> Cratches himself One... up with that gun all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or Dita, rather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, me, me doing the 
Bloody it's terrible. Dish. We're all it's, doing it today. It's an infection. <laughs> Just trying to transplant your identities. Yeah. And Dieter's learned that he's quite likes libraries. All these books about guns. Yeah, I know. Listen for it. Got to finesse it's on. What's the third question? Have we challenged ourselves? Myself, no. I would not say. No, not, not this week. No, it's all part of the day job for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apart from giant bloody cockroaches from nightmares. Yeah, the only the only way I extended myself was toward that fellow, and it was because I did not know there were giant bugs on him, or I would have been just as happy to leap into his horrible fate. I fear. Mm-hmm. So, which which hook was the one we all shared? Was it confront Catalina? Was that everybody's? Yeah, I've got to find a way to stop our enemies. I have that one too. So maybe that is our. I have. I should find a way to save my life from the assassin. I th- so I think that's the one we're Not all dying. Right, and the way I described it was stay execution. So, yeah. <laughs> stop our impending assassination. Um, we didn't stop it. Didn't, well, but it's it's about the effort, right? We like didn't stay it. to do that. Did we really? Yeah. Is there, was there we, we just, effort? We, we, we told Dieter, go get him. Or when, when Dieter said, I'm going to go get him, we're like, yeah, you go get him, Dieter. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, 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 have, I had an idea. Dieter walks in and blows that idea apart. So it's like, shit, right. back to square one. Oh, yeah. I'm here now, so you don't have to worry. About- uh, you're here and I, I worry a little more now. But- <laughs> what? It's not, like safe, I'm, sorry. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to assassinate all four of you. All four? <laughs> He's, he's cutting in on the money. That's <laughs> he's been sub subcontracted to do the job. <laughs> Boy, so what's my, everyone else's? My other hook yeah. was to visit Doctor Natalia Tatlina, which I did not actually do. Although we did go there, we we got the information out of her, right? Like that's we did point of it. We succeeded in a group visit to Doctor Tatlina, right? Yeah, I'll and, take it. You you went there with full intent to right. It's to it's do the so. intention, the effort of doing it, not necessarily succeeding in it. Did anyone have anything other than that? I I have. I should investigate the asylum, which I did and found did. The, those yeah. children. You did. Those? Sure did. I had confront Pietro about the doll, but we didn't go back there, so that's still there. I, I don't know that we're ever going to get back to that. You might want to consider dropping it. I don't know. Do you think we'll get back to it? How do you confront somebody who doesn't speak? Well, as long as I confront him, he doesn't have to reply. Oh, that's, that's true. It's true. You just have to try. really hard. I mean, we're, we're in the city. It's not like you couldn't do it. You could do it. So, oh, and Josh, I guess you... I don't know. Um, what were your holdovers? Do they not uh, even apply anymore? Probably not because mine are like two sessions out a day. Gotcha. That's fair. <laughs> so what's our new group dramatic hook? Would, are, are we are we counting the uh, saving our mm-hmm. life from the assassin as done? No. 
No, okay. No. All right. So, but it's still the main one. Maybe I should add that. I'll add that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your, yours is more specific. Shoot the assassin. Repeat. <laughs> I, I'm literally just gonna put. I'm just gonna put shoot. I should shoot Alexi. <laughs> Alexi, in the head. I, I think. I think it's a little more complicated than that because Alexi is just the guy with the gun. The the guys who are getting trying to get rid of you are the three Russians, right? But again, I'm so confused. The thing is, if I kill Alexi, and then try to kill us. If I kill Alexi, I'll just send another. Yeah, but you know that sends a message to them. We'll keep shooting them. I don't know. Well, Alexi is the the, le- the leader of the brute force. So maybe if I behead him and throw it at yeah, go the old tactics. Have more reason to come after you. Very true. I don't want to. We don't want to have to do it discreetly. What about the secondaries then? Are you, um, Matt, are you keeping confront Kyoto? I don't think I have I'm, one. Unless anyone's got any better ideas. I'm with, I'm with Morgan. I don't know what you're going to get out of it, but you know, you might. So why not? Do we want to go back to the asylum? Do we want to probe into the crazy part of the asylum? I mean, that's. Eventually we might have to deal with those things or at least release them. But I don't think that's going to be the next step. I wonder if instead of confronting Pyotr, you should be understanding the dolls, doll or dolls. Investigate the doll then. That could be a... Because that might be something you do before you go back to Pyotr, if there's even anything of Pyotr left that you don't have in your bulky pocket or on the dashboard. Yeah, I mean, you could do experiments, like leave it somewhere, go and see if it follows you. You know, like there, there's, you know, some kind of coming to understand the doll better and what it what it's going to do in situations, that kind of thing. And hopefully not piss it off. Well, yes. You know, uh, we might be just outside an apartment that has a doll or two in it. Although I don't think all 44 survivors or even all 15 have pieces, but, you know, you know, we don't know. We could... What are you saying? Like, try to nest some others in in it and see if it does anything. Well, but yeah, I think I think what he's getting at is that there might have been a uh, a whole set of them that was distributed right, right. amongst the right uh, and find the other pieces. I shouldn't know if you meant like experiment with it. Anyway, what about everybody else? See, on on a like the foil assassination, we're treating that as a bigger picture. So maybe uh, you guys have to come with. Maybe mine could be actually to kill Alexi. If I have a reason. I mean, yeah, maybe if you maybe if we can capture Alexi, and that way they don't know. Yeah, I dead. I think that we could give uh, Dieter the command as it were intercept alexi or but in a way that's the same as what we have is stop our you well know, yeah, but, yeah but we, i said what tom i think was getting at was that's a bigger picture than just alexi so right 
Right. If we can if we can mediate the problem by assigning you to stop Alexei, then that's a step you can we can ask you to take. Yeah, and it's certainly a short term term goal that uh, contributes to the long term goal. Yeah. Because if we're like, well, if we stop Alexei, they're just going to send another one. But if we don't stop Alexei, Alexei's going to kill us. So he still needs to be stopped. <laughs> Even if I just try to capture him and you know get some questions out of him, everyone breaks eventually. It's the question you need to ask yourselves: is is cutting off the arm and putting a band-aid on it <laughs> going to actually do anything for you um yeah you'll stop him for the moment but you're going to bleed yeah. out <laughs> oh, our much, arm. much yeah much more dangerous thing or group of people are after you at this point yeah so is I guess is the way to save our lives to reverse the curse onto them and then flee the country <laughs> well and I, I think it's time I think to go the, to America the question of the execution is not the same as the question of the disorder within us it, yeah that exactly. is still progressing right to stop them from killing us with this assassin I mean if we don't get the curse off us we're gonna die anyway yeah and we can't leave we can't skip town fully until we get rid of this curse right so we have to get rid of the curse and then disappear essentially is another way to well if we get rid of the curse the only way we know how we're not going to worry about them anymore yeah, get rid of the curse cut off the heads well it's not much of a hint and i don't want to give you a real solid hint but you have two people in your group that know something about disappearing. You know, everyone stares at Dita. <laughs> hey, why are you assuming that two I people know? in our group and they're both Dita? <laughs> <laughs> He's a master of disguise after all. Yeah. I am a master of disguise. I just have not shown it yet. And you have excessive personalities in your. Exactly. Cabeza. For all you know, I am actually Dietrich as well. I am that good. <laughs> I have turned into two people. At least behind. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe, have you ever seen me and Heinz in the same room together? But yeah. <laughs> actually, maybe, maybe Dieter's also actually Zelma. With that in mind. Do you think that Dietrich and Dietrich Dieter are the same person. Just... <laughs> this is some literary analysis. They're really just the same, different aspects of the same. Person. Perhaps Dieter's not Dieter at all. <laughs> yeah. Could Dieter and I have something along the lines of like make preparations for all of us to go underground, get lost, Prepare whatever. The escape. You know. Prepare the escape, yeah. basically, like the, yeah, between the two be. of us. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a, a better one. Yeah. Prepare. Spectre deals in some very shady business. I think I could rustle us up some fake IDs and such. <laughs> yeah, and I am. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dita can help with that. 
or changing to the Caribbean might help me with my marital problems as well. <laughs> we'll change Diedrich Zimmerman's name to Dieter Weber. Dieter Weber. <laughs> Diedrich Zimmerman. I'll never let's, figure let's, it out. Let's have a little bit of subtlety. Dietrich Weber, Dieter, or is that what you just said? Sorry. No, I was just no, doing the just different name. Yeah, I just, I just switched their whole name. Switched apparently. their whole name, yeah. No, no, no. Just give each other the last name. Be good. Give me Weber and Zimmerman. Yeah. Weberman. Weberman. Zibber. Weberman and Zimmer. No problem. Um, now, of course, John and I are, you know, on the arsenic on an old lace doorstep, practically. <laughs> so there's, an ob- you know, there's some hook potential there. Sure. But do we want to have larger goals than what we're already doing. Diedrich could uh, check in to make sure that his wife is still alive slash not a hostage. Does he care? <laughs> yeah, we're going to figure not. out what to do. With I would take so care much. of a problem, wouldn't it? And you can be assured we have insurance in that regard as well. This might be the most I... lucrative year of my life. We have, we have Zelma. Thank God. <laughs> I think getting a perspective from the two women on the the three Russians that we're up against is it's going to be a little bit more personal, like accurate than what a doctor is going to give us, you know? So yeah. having Learning. you get that information is valid. <laughs> oh, I don't think the oh, universe that? like that suggestion very much. That was, the... that was me. I'm sorry. Was that there's, a spring on, there's a spring on my mic arm and I accidentally hit it. <laughs> I was about to say, the computer says no. <laughs> I didn't realize you guys had heard that. We're sorry, Zoom. We're sorry. We didn't mean it. <laughs> Suddenly we've crossed over into paranoia territory. The computer objects. We're yeah. all Dieter. <laughs> sure. I, I accept um, the challenge of learning about the little devils from... Right, yeah. Layla and Ethel. From Layla and Ethel. The not so little anymore devils. And what about you, Morgan? What can we give you? Any uh, thoughts? Did you find you found out about the specifically the concentration camp they were at, or did you? Was it just a more broad like Leningrad and I all? I found that? out stuff about the siege of Leningrad. Yes. And they were evacuating civilians and putting them into camps. I don't, and then they find anything specifically right, right. about S seventeen. Mm, there, I don't. There I might don't not be. I don't is. know if. I don't know if that's going to be uh, worth getting into, looking into, easy to look into. Yeah, physically I mean, going there. It, I don't know. <laughs> it's only like if they're a very secretive, you know, government right. organization that would bury things that would make them look bad. You know, <laughs> so I don't know how much of that would be extant in the 90s an area of inquiry i don't know that's necessarily for engulf but you know the institution that tatlina was running seemed like it was wholesome even when they had to put the problem children in the special wing and now it seems to be a profoundly corrupt establishment i wonder if learning about the development history of that is possible useful or you know, i think yeah like with the with the retiring of the likes of Tatalina and her partners yeah i mean the guy who's running it now is uh you know Schneider is dubious and likes luxury 
But I, I assume that the staff, when they go in to feed the special wing, they just see like crazy people in shredded clothes and not bony sharp tooth monsters. So maybe it's only moderately corrupt. Maybe most madhouses have a wing like that in this damned world. Are we ready to do our... We need We're still looking for an engulf hook. Yeah. Oh. We still, I mean, there's still the matter of the ritual itself. Is there something to prepare that, like, or is it just... Well, we, we need to find when they're all going to be there at the same time. Right, we need Kramer, Pagodin, and the one I always forget. Um, Mahler. 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 They they all go to, it's the bookshop, right? That's the location. The Black Sun Publishing. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, could that be your kind of like, um, learn their schedules, you know, if you're kind of not lurking, but you're casually browsing there a couple of times a week, maybe you could learn their schedules, get an idea of if they show up regularly, that kind of thing. It's a publishing house rather than a bookstore. Oh, that's right. I just, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the same building that has Black Sun Publishing and the Slavic Association. They have, I I looked into it with a vision and saw that they were teaching some kind of weird mystical classes and floors that you can't see. Um, Is it redundant to assign you the hook, seduce the shop clerk? Enroll in might be. I I think (laughs) Ingle might do that anyway. Um, (laughs) But uh, I don't know what I don't know what she would tell us. Or I mean, she's um, full. She's chock full of conspiracies. I don't know how much of it. Yeah. Is anything you know. I'm just going to. I don't like to give hints or anything like that. But um, there are other means to find out information about buildings and about. Oh, we look into a, I mean, public records. I mean, look, find actually the layout of the building itself. Or we could just say investigate their, we could say verify that that's their lair or investigate that building, which could involve anything from public records to where suspect. I'll I'll phrase it, prepare for the ritual by investigating routines and location. Sounds good. (laughs) That's kind of. That's what we want to do, right? It's right. Yeah. And if you recall, the uh, the ritual is you have to, you're going to be make a circle about six hundred feet away from their ritual, and then one outside the building, and then one around the three people, which they're sure to relax about, <laughs> sit still for. Well, I think I think with the as the ritual goes, I mean that chanting of the hinderer Jagidiel is something that helps keep them keeps them not killing us as we. (laughs) (laughs) So, what what is your thing? Then we'll finish up, and we can talk more. Yeah, I just mine. Mine is uh, I should prepare for the ritual by investigating. The probably gra- ga- gathering whatever yeah. materials. I should prepare for the ritual. That's my hook. There we go. <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's go ahead and finish up. 
uh, our players included Matthew Sanderson, David Gassaway, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets, um, the game master. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying world of cult, divinity, lost role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.